Today's horror story is written by Afro Jedi 1985. Every day I roll over and reach for her, but the bed is empty as usual. 476 days of misery and pain. When I say I lost my family, that's truly what happened. They're just gone. Or at least they were gone. I remember it like it was yesterday. I got home from work about 4.45, like always, and the last I heard from my wife, she had picked up the kids from school and they were going to go to the grocery store. Should be home around 5.30, is what her last text said. 5.30 came and passed with no word. I wasn't worried at this point. It was 5.30 on a weekday, so the stores were probably packed. 6 o'clock passes and still no word. I still wasn't too worried, but dread was slowly starting to creep into my thoughts. My wife Margaret is, or was, I still haven't come to grips with stuff like this yet, the kind of person that runs on her own time. A free spirit, some would call her. When we first met, it was kind of cute, forgetting about a date because her plants needed attention, or being a little more than fashionably late to an event because she saw the cutest puppy on the way to the car. But now, with two kids and various school-slash-athletic-slash-family things as well as day-to-day -day life stuff, it got to be a bit frustrating. However, that coupled with having our 9-year-old William and 11-month-old Lily with her, I simply just shot her an everything-okay text. No response. The clock struck 7, and that's when I started to panic. I texted and got no response. I called over and over, but it went straight to voicemail every time. That's when I decided to start searching. I hopped my truck and raced to the grocery store. As I circled the parking lot, I spotted her car, which filled me with a bit of hope. I parked close and started looking around, but nothing seemed out of the ordinary. I peeked in the windows, and again, nothing strange. Maybe they are still just inside? I went inside and scoured every aisle looked in the bathrooms, even showed the folks at the front desk a picture to see if they had seen them. There was an older lady at the front desk who took some pity on me and led me to the security office where she said we can take a look at the security footage to see if they had made it in the store. At 4.30, her car pulls into the grocery store parking lot, parks in the same spot where I found it, but they never get out. We watched the footage, sped up from 4.30 to the moment my truck pulls in, and nobody ever leaves the car. Old gal immediately calls the police, and after hours of waiting for them and then answering a hundred questions, all the while I'm calling her phone, even though it keeps going straight to voicemail, the lead officer puts a hand on my shoulder and told me to go home and get some rest. They'll be in touch. That was 476 days ago. My wife and kids seemingly just vanished from the face of the earth. I live in a mid-sized city, so there was the initial search and the media frenzy. White mom and cute white kids go missing and dangerous city story raised itself. But after a few weeks and other stories took precedent, everybody kind of just moved on, police included. I was devastated, a shell of myself. I took leave for my job, which turned into an extended leave, which turned into them telling me if I didn't start showing back up, they would have to let me go. 
I never responded. Past due bill notices piled up my mailbox. My electricity got cut. I was basically squatting in my own house. I didn't really snap out of it until there was an incident in my well-overgrown front yard. The mortgage company sent somebody out to assess the property since the bill hadn't been paid in some time. And I met the poor fellow in the front yard with a fully loaded AK-47. Police were called. Nobody was hurt, but I was arrested and sent to a psychiatric facility for a bit. And my parents stepped in and bought my house. They said I could continue living there, but I would have to get my shit together. Which I did. It's been 147 days since I was released from the psych ward. I got a part-time job, adopted a puppy, a beagle mix. The kids would have loved her. And I was doing really, really well. Was being the key word there. It was three days ago when I first noticed it. I woke up, rolled over, and reached for her. But the bed was empty, as usual. I got out of bed and made my way for the bathroom. And I saw it. My son's door standing wide open. I hadn't been in there in months. I kept both my kids' rooms exactly the way they left them. Toys on the ground, beds unmade, clothes folded but not put away, etc. But I was fanatical about keeping the doors shut. I peeked inside of his room and it was clean. Not spotless or anything like that, but the bed had been made, clothes put away, and toys put in the toy box. I was furious. My initial assumption had been that my parents had sent somebody over here to clean up and they accidentally went in there. But then I distinctly remembered saying goodnight to a closed door the night before, as I do every night. That's when I saw it. In the middle of the floor sat a weird-looking doll. It almost looked like a Cabbage Patch doll, but slightly off. I don't really know how to explain it, but all the features were just slightly blurred. I slowly shut the door and walked to my daughter's door. Initially, it looked shut, but was slightly opened. I poked my head in and saw a similar scene. Instead of a clean room, it looked like a bomb had gone off in there. Toys everywhere, dresser drawers rifled through, blankets and crib sheets all over the place, and, and right there in the center of the room, a slightly off-looking doll. Needless to say, I freaked out and rushed to my parents' house. I told my parents everything, and they rightfully assumed I was having another mental breakdown. How could they not? After the fourth or fifth, sure, bud, I bet that did happen. I convinced my dad to come take a look. We get to the house, and I was almost giddy to prove I wasn't crazy, but as I open the boy's bedroom door, it looks almost like it did before it got cleaned up. I race to my daughter's room, and same thing, exactly how it had been for 476 days. I crumple to the floor, devastated. I had been doing so well. I didn't want to go back to treatment. My dad put his hand on my shoulder, sighed, and helped me off the floor and walked me to my bed. Listen, I understand it's got to be hard, but you have to keep flying straight. We'll chalk this up to a minor setback, but I'm going to have to start keeping a closer eye on you. If you start to go backward, I'm going to have to take you back to the hospital. I nodded and put a pillow over my head until I was certain he was gone. I took the pillow off my head and just laid there for the rest of the day. I watched the sun set and sky grow dark as tears slowly rolled down my cheek. 
as they did every night. I got up to do my nightly routine of making sure the house was locked up. Pop was all set and lastly, saying goodnight to the closed doors of my children. First was William. I put my hand on the door and whispered, Good night, buddy. I love you so much and miss you every single goddamn day. I wish I could see you just one more time. As I walked away, I could swear I heard a faint whisper, somebody talking back to me. But after what happened earlier, I figured it was best to leave it alone. Next was Lily. I said the same thing I said at William's door, and again, as I walked off, a faint whisper. I immediately went to my room, popped some sleeping pills, and said goodnight to Margaret, and closed my eyes as tight as possible. As I drifted off into a sweet, pharmaceutical-induced sleep, I swear I felt somebody brush my hair to the side and whisper goodnight into my ear. Were the sounds that woke me up the next day. I rolled over and reached for it, but the bed was empty, as usual. What the hell was that? I said to myself. I got up and made my way to the bedroom door, cracked it open, and peered up and down the halls. Nothing. I decided I needed to get out of the house for the day. I didn't have work until the next day, and the puppy needed some outdoor time, so I decided we'd go to the park and just make a day of it. I pulled a dirty shirt on, as well as the jeans I've been wearing for the past few days, and made my way out to the living room. What I saw stopped me in my tracks. Sitting at the dining room table were the same two dolls I had seen the day before, but this time there was a third, slightly larger than the other two, but the same blurred facial features. Laid out around them was a large breakfast, considering entirely of plastic food and plastic dishes. A backpack sat next to the male doll, and my daughter's favorite blanket was tied around the neck of the small female doll like a cape. All the while the puppy doing circles around the table, nose to the ground, then up to the dolls and back to the ground. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there and stared. Finally, when my wits returned, I called the pop and we quickly left the house. I walked around the rest of the day in a daze. Surely someone is messing with me. What kind of person would do this? The only person I ever wronged was the guy from the mortgage company, but I never hurt him and I faced my consequences for that. When I made it back home, all of the lights in the house were on and the front door was standing wide open with the glass storm door shut. A welcome sight I was used to coming home to 477 days ago, but not since. Margaret's car, which had been gathering dust and dirt, looked like it did the day she drove it off the lot. The front yard had been cut and Margaret's black-eyed Susans in the front flower bed had been meticulously weeded and looked better than they ever had. My heart raced. My throat got dry and I felt the all-too-familiar feeling of tears swelling up in my eyes. I ran to the front door and burst in the house. Margaret! Margaret! William? But no response. I looked around and at the table was the male doll with his backpack and paper strewn about. The female doll sat in Lily's high chair with plastic food laid out in front of it. And in the kitchen was the bigger doll, standing on a stool at the stove with empty pots sitting on each eye. I quickly picked up the puppy and slowly backed myself into my bedroom. I didn't even bother with my nightly routine. Just popped some more sleeping pills, curled up with the puppy and forced myself to sleep. 
I woke up the next day, reached over for her, but the bed was empty, as usual. The smell of coffee made me sit up instantly. When I got my bearings, I saw a cup of coffee sitting next to me. The three dolls at the foot of my bed and my dad standing in the bedroom doorway. Uh, hey bud, how are you feeling? You getting to something last night? Huh? What are you talking about? Not to sound rude, but what are you doing here? I asked. Well, I've been here since last night. Your mother got a call from Margaret's cell phone last night and it was pretty strange. She said it sounded like an old, staticky recording of Margaret's voice. I thought you got that deactivated. Worried the hell out of your mother. She said the voice sounded like it was saying it was worried about you. I came over and found the house locked up like four knocks and you passed out on your bed. You been doing some coping exercises or something with these creepy dolls? Found them all sitting on the couch watching a movie when I came in and this bare one holding Margaret's old cell. Uh, yeah, coping exercises. It helps me feel not so alone. I lied, not wanting to see his face become more saddened by what he was seeing. Okay, well, just don't call your mother from that phone again. Get up. You've got work. Then this afternoon I want to help you get your yard cleaned up and that old car out of the driveway. And Then I think you should come stay with us for a few days. Might do you some good to uh, not be... Not be alone with some actual people. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate it, but I think I'm okay. I should really get in the shower. Been a few days. He looked at me, then back to the dolls, then back to me and said, Okay, son, but just think about reconsidering. Give me a call when you get off and we can talk a little bit further. Want me to stick around until you leave? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dad. I got dressed and ready to go, told my dad I needed to check on something real quick, and went back to my room to see what the dolls were doing. Just sitting there like regular dolls, but I swear when I left the bedroom earlier, they weren't facing the other direction. Now, they were all three staring at me. I said an awkward goodbye, and again I swear I heard a whispered, unison, goodbye. The rest of the day went by without incident though it was incredibly hard to focus. I made it to the end of my shift and felt something I hadn't in a long time. I was excited to go home. A little scared, but excited to see what they had done today. Excited at the thought of what kind of homework Doll William had and if he needed help. Excited to see what kind of mess Doll Lily had made and excited to see what Doll Margaret was making for dinner. Was I losing my mind? I completely skipped over finding out if somebody was messing with me to full-blown doll family excitement. I raced home with a smile on my face and my chest pounding only to have that feeling slip away upon pulling up to my house. In the driveway sat my dad's car with him sitting on the front porch. Hey, what's up, dad? Sorry, I think I'm just going to stay home tonight. I'll be okay, I promise. Son, we need to talk. I got a call from William's old school today. They said they received a phone call from someone claiming to be Margaret, saying that William wouldn't make it into school today because he was sick. Listen, I know this has been really tough on you, but this has got to stop. I think it's best if we get you back into treatment. It broke my heart to see him like this, to watch his son free fall into what he thought was pure insanity. 
I took a deep breath and said, Okay, Dad, let me go inside and get a few things. I unlocked the door, stepped inside, and quickly shut the door behind me, locking it up tight. I heard him banging on the door, shouting my name and pleading with me to come out, but all I cared about was finding my family. I mean the dolls. I needed to see them. Sure enough, there they were, sitting at the table. Doll William working on some tough-looking math. Doll Lily with her blanket and favorite stuffed animal, and Doll Margaret cooking up something I'm sure they would all enjoy. I peeked out the window and saw my dad drive off, probably the last time I would ever see him. It's okay, though. I've got my family. I woke up this morning, reached over for her, and there she was, right next to me. A little smaller, a little softer, and a little quieter. But there, nonetheless. Thank you for listening. You can handle another horror story, right?